talking to two new people who've never been interviewed on the podcast before. So we have Emily Grace and Lauren, and we are talking about women's roles and how they've changed throughout the years and our um, different like opinions on women's roles. And Nora's also here, still the co-host for Hashtag Hot Girl Summer. Hello, so- good to be back. Oh, thank you. It's good to have you. And um, Lauren and Emily Grace, if you'd like to introduce yourselves, tell us a little fun fact. You are more than welcome to do so. Okay. Um, do you want to go first, Emily? Sure. Awesome. Um, hi, my name is Emily Grace. I am a sophomore at Ole Miss. And fun fact about me is I have spent my entire summer thus far reading. Oh my gosh, we can actually say that now. We can say that we're sophomores. That's crazy. No. Uh, hey, my name's Lauren. Uh, I'm also a sophomore um, and I'm not really that interesting, but I am a lifeguard. So I guess that can be my fun fact. You know, we all need lifeguards. Lifeguards save lives. <laughs> I don't know if you know this, but we can also take them. That's why I like to remind the camp kids. So <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a joke. <laughs> no, I love it. It's truthful underneath. <laughs> okay Maura um if you'd like to say another fun fact so they can so the audience really knows you by the end of this series <laughs> hello I should have had them prepared um a fun fact about me is that I really like pugs I think they're great Okay, well, after all those introductions, let's get on with the question. Okay, question number one. Do you think gender roles still exist? I think they do. Um, I don't think they're quite as prominent, so to say, as they used to be. But I definitely think there's still expectations that are held to women and expectations that are held to men. I agree. I mean, they do still exist. It's not, to me, it's not a question of, do you think they still exist? It's like, how do they still exist? How are we seeing them now? I would agree. Lead into the next question. Ah, um, How have they changed, if at all, is the next question. I think that, um, and sorry if the wind is too loud. Um, I think, they have become more so that people try to see like men and women as more equal. Like you see more people talking about being like a stay at home dad versus like always having stay at home moms. And you see more women trying to prove themselves as equal to men in the workforce or just like in general, I think you're trying to see more like equality between the two. However, I still think people still turn to the mom for more maternal and caring of the kids and people still like, and you see that a lot of times in like leadership positions you still see that more dominated by men. And I think that that's just a 
part of society that's just so ingrained in seeing those roles of those genders. Uh, my, I don't, this might be a little off, but like my brain automatically went to like hookup culture and like just like the sexuality of women and just like the pushback. Uh, I'm not dumb enough to believe that like the objectification of women is a new thing because obviously it's not. But I think the narrative kind of has changed when the women tried to take their power. So it, it's, I don't know, it just, and social media has a, a huge influence in that too. Um, I don't know, I feel like. I don't know how to like verbalize this and make it sound good. Just I like people asking for nudes and then when the woman doesn't do it, calling them a slut, people like just stuff like that. You know, do you get what I'm saying? It's like 21st century problems, but it still kind of revolves around like the same the same thing that we've been having to deal with for centuries. Yeah, I actually I on, think Oh, sorry. Continue, Emily Grace. I'm so sorry. Oh no, you can go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say um to, to Lauren's point, like, I don't know if you guys heard of the study that came out where a bunch of these um, male scientists basically criticized female doctors who posted pictures on Instagram in their bikinis, saying that it was unprofessional for, um, you know, women of science to be posting such photos. Um, meanwhile, there are a lot of male doctors who post shirtless photos, which is also fine, like, you know, do what you want. But the fact that they were specifically targeting the woman saying that it's not okay to show skin if you're a physician like i don't know i just i don't understand the double standards in that regard and i also think that's logical because like everyone goes to the beach your doctor can take a vacation like but i i so i don't know where that came from but yeah, it's like the women has to have to prove themselves not only within the workplace but also outside the workplace. Yeah, and so many people struggle to hold women and men to the same like degree of like professionalism outside the workplace. Mm -hmm. It's like men can just do whatever they want because they've already proven themselves. But it's like women have to be constantly proving themselves, like no matter what. And it's like that's one thing that like that study kind of. Yeah, I don't know. I almost feel like because now we are seeing like women break out and not it's not all across the boards but like you do kind of have to acknowledge that like there are more women like in the stem field for example or like just in like typically male dominated fields like we're kind of seeing an increase in like female leadership and i think that the response is like, we're gonna keep seeing all the stuff that you said, Nora, about like the male response is to like, oh, if I can't like one up her in my job, like she's a whore, she's a slut. She, it's like, that's when the criticism I have observed starts. Well, and so. even just like with calling my, like women sluts, it's like, we see this, like, like you were saying, like in hookup culture, it's like, if a woman goes out and sleeps with five guys in like the span of two weeks, people are going to see her as like a whore, as a slut, as someone who's just like using her body. But it's like, if you change it to men, it's something that's almost expected of them. It's like, Have you heard the whole um, lock and key um, comparison? I, okay, so I do, I'm on TikTok all the time and I never comment anything because I just, if I'm going to fight somebody, it will not be on the internet. I will pull up and fight them in person. But like I do make a habit of like going through and like scrolling and looking at the comments on particularly like feminist like and you in a like 
almost like in a comical way, like people that go over the top with the like hashtag gatekeep girl boss gaslight, like that kind of stuff, because it really just pisses men off. And like, I was looking at one post the other day and it was this girl and she said something and like the comments in the comment section were making me sick because it was the lock and key comparison, the like, oh, women are such sluts. You can never find a good one these days. Like, and there were like some rave comments too. And it, it just, yeah. it made me sick. Well, that, that goes back to the car comparison, the, like, I don't know if you've seen this, but it's like, supposedly like people really want to drive like new cars. Like, obviously you don't want to buy a used car if you have the money to buy a new one. Um, so why would you want a used girlfriend when you could just get a new one? And that to me is so weird because it's like, why do we place such an emphasis on virginity? Like that is so strange yeah. to me. And it's like, I had this thought a couple weeks ago because I was reading a book and it was like, it took, it was like a historical fiction book to place in like Edwardian, like England or something like that. And I was seeing some of these same patterns because it was like, you know, like something happened to this one girl, like she slept with a guy and, you know, everyone was hounding on this girl because she was like, she, she wasn't pure. She like had lost her virginity. She was used, but yet like nothing ever happened to the guy. It's like this girl was shamed from society for the fact that she slept with someone, but the guy she slept with, it was like nothing ever happened to him. And it's like these predominant themes of like, you know, like slut shaming women have been around forever and they're still so predominant today. Why do you place honor in the vagina? Like why, why was that? Why is it not like, I don't know, like your kindness, your intelligence, your like who decided that that was the thing that was like, oh, don't want her anymore. She's used, even if it's like through circumstances that are not the woman's fault. Next question is not as heated. Um, do you want kids? And then we can also like piggyback that with the next question. Um, if slash when you get married, do you want kids right away? here's the thing with me I've never wanted kids I don't see myself very maternal and like that's one thing that like I struggle with is because I like all these people I look up to are like you know because I'm very Catholic and like well you know God wants you to be fruitful and multiply and I'm like I don't want kids I want to be the cool aunt with all the dogs who travels the world and so it's like and I, I feel selfish I'm like does that make me selfish for like not wanting kids And so it's just something that I'm like struggling with. And so it's like, you know, been a lot of thinking about it. So like, I don't know where I stand on that. So, cause for the longest time, I'm like, no, I'm having a dog. I'm, you know, I'm gonna marry a man. We're gonna just be the cool aunt and uncle. And we're just gonna like, we'll take care of the kids that my brother has when need be, but I just don't want my own. But if I were to have my own kids to the next question, (laughs) I would wait until at least I've been married for a couple of years because I want to enjoy and like again this is gonna sound selfish I want to enjoy life as being someone's wife before I become a mom because I see I see so often that people stop being husband and wife or like whatever husband and husband or wife and wife they stop being whatever that is they stop being spouses and become parents and it's like I I don't want to be married and then become mom like no I don't want that like I want to be able to enjoy marriage selfishly like with my husband before 
I ever think about, you know, because I need to, I need to learn what I, how I am married before I think about bringing kids into the world. And it's like, I see people get married and have kids. And I'm like, you don't even know how you work with this person as like a married person. So, I mean, that's just kind of my take. Um, before I get into my answers and you don't need my validation at all, but like none of what you have said is selfish at all. And I guarantee like a larger number of girls think that than you would expect. And then it kind of turns into a question of like, and I know y'all wrote these questions, but like these thoughts are like, not like these have been questions that people have asked me like my whole life. Like, and I kind of like, why, why as a 19 year old, and why is that such a, because I still talk to my friends and they'll bring, like, I have a friend that's going to get married in two years. And so she's already talking about having kids. And like, even my friends that are not in relationships. My friend, yeah. from, best friend from fourth grade is getting married next month. And she's already talking about having kids. I'm like, we're 18. <laughs> I know. I, it just like, why is this? I, I don't know, like one guy, and I, I'm not saying because they're bad people. Like, that's not what I'm trying to imply at all. But like, besides the question of like oh do you think you would ever have kids like that's pretty that's pretty general but like I've never met guys that like just sit around and talk about this stuff and I'm not saying that like I, I just think that these questions have been like pushed at girls for a lot longer at a lot like at younger ages and they have been like posed to guys and, and to me like that is a problem thing. like the modern yeah. gender roles. it's like we still see like like the maternal side of stuff like the just being a mother pushed on to like young girls and it's like sometimes they bring it about themselves because they're like oh I want kids but sometimes it's like you know just like randomly ask what are you gonna name your kids it's like like I was talking with like one of my guy friends and he's never been asked that question and I'm like I also do want to acknowledge I feel really bad about this now um and I, I bet it's because like it's, as kids, you get excited and like I've grown a lot, um, but I was very much one of those like whenever anybody got married, I'd be like, oh my God, when are you having babies? Because like that's how the order of event that was so like normalized to me. That's how the order of events went. Like young couple got married and in, like two to three years, they'd have a kid. Um, that's that, so cute because that's just what society tells us. Yeah. Society tells us get married, have kids. So now I feel really bad about, <laughs> sometimes I think about that and I'm like, God, I would have hated me as a child. Um, but I also, I first, I don't know if I'm going to get married either is the thing. Um, so I am very scared about being trapped in a relationship. And because I have been like by myself for most of my life, I'm not afraid of it. And ideally I would find like the perfect someone, my like one fish in the sea of garbage. But I, if that doesn't happen, like my whole life doesn't revolve around that. And I'm gonna find different ways to feel like be fulfilled. Um, and so, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I just, it'll happen if it happens kind of thing. And if it does happen, there are going to have to be like circumstances that are that, you know, are aligned. Like I'm going to want to have like a stable job and like a happy relationship. Like having kids is not something to take so lightly. And that's why I think it bothers me when people are just casually throwing it around. Like that's a human person's life. It, it shouldn't just be so like casually brought it up, like brought up in a conversation, you know? Um, well, one, I don't like it when people they're like they have a kid to try to save a marriage because I've seen countless incidences of that and it's yeah. like I feel like people just see kids as kind of like a scapegoat like an answer to the problem like oh it's like you know 
you know, we're not going to break that because we have kids. Like, I know so many people whose parents put off divorce for much longer than they should have because they had kids. Or it's like, you know, the marriage is struggling, so they had another kid. Um, and so I feel like it's just one of those things where it's like, we need to, like, I don't want to bring a, a, a child into this world if I'm not financially, emotionally, physically stable and able to. And I feel like that needs to be more widely accepted because like as you as you were saying like it's pushed on kids i mean pushed on women after you get married you have a kid it's like we need to we need to make sure that people are like mentally and financially stable because if they're not like that's when i feel like most problems would occur because children are a lot of work and they're a lot of money yeah i feel like well the best thing is to one like stop normalizing the like expecting people to have children because then kind of exactly what you were talking about like if you find yourself in a situation where like in your brain it's been ingrained that the next step is to have kids but like you really didn't know that you weren't prepared for that or actually didn't even want them at all like that's terrible for both the child and the parent if you then find yourself in a situation where like you, you feel obligated to take care of a tiny human, not out of love, but out of obligation, you know? Um, but also, I, let me just slide this in here too. Um, I, if I ever have children, I just assumed I would have multiple. Um, and I very, 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 very much want to adopt. I feel like every child deserves the chance and I get really like I had a hard upbringing, but I know that in comparison to some of what happens in like the foster care system, it is nothing, absolutely nothing, like absolutely dirt. Um, and it, it makes me really upset that like, I it makes me really upset that you have all of these children who are like stuck in these really bad situations and foster parents who are like literally given a check every month and some of them who don't even take care of these kids but then when it's time to adopt people put the largest price tag on these kids heads and it like rules out the middle class families who are emotionally physically and financially able and stable and willing to have a kid so oh i 100 percent agree i you could not have said it better like, I would definitely consider adoption before I consider ever having my own children. Yes. Same. Pregnancy terrifies me. Like, there's nothing that terrifies me more in this universe. Episiotomies? Like, <laughs> literally same. I can't. I can't. Like, no woman okay. in my family has had a, an easy pregnancy. None of them. And that is a genetic factor. And that would, like, I know that's going to affect me if I ever get pregnant. So, like, mm -mm. and that's, like, almost a whole year. My genetics are so crappy. Like they're yeah. literally the worst genetics you could have. Like Same. if I have a son, if I have a son, he's going to have hemophilia. If I have a daughter, she's going to have von Willebrand's disease. Because childbirth could kill you though, right? With like the that like risk oh. factor too. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if it would kill me, but like it could do some serious damage to me. Yeah. And yet, people are like, well, don't you want your own kids, your own flesh and blood? I'm like, they're still gonna be my own children. Like, chill yeah, out. I'm like, I can I can still give them love yeah. even if they're not a flesh and blood just it's like I don't want to bring a child into this world if they have to go through like the health stuff that I've had to go through like also like mm -hmm. you know heart disease colon cancer obesity diabetes like all of that runs on both sides of my family so it's like if I could adopt a kid and you know they wouldn't have these rare diseases that I have like because like hemophilia having hemophilia and von willebrands like it sucks it's like i don't want another kid to have to have that so it's like 
it's like a win-win if I adopt, if I choose to. Mm-hmm. Here's the thing. When you see all these like teen pregnancies and it's like, I feel, I feel like one of like something that happens like with teen pregnancies, it's like people, I feel like if a teenager feels that they're responsible enough to like have sex, they should be allowed to, but they have to be responsible enough for the consequences of sex. And I feel like that's one thing that like we can do better as a society is I think like sex ed um because I like even like with my own sex ed it's like I feel like it was so bad like it was terrible and so I feel like this is kind of like 55 topics woven into one but this is just like I feel like we need to do better as a society to educate people on like pregnancy and sex because otherwise you'll have these teenagers going off having sex not understanding the consequence like they understand oh they could get pregnant but they don't understand you know like the timing of like a woman's menstrual cycle and how that affects when they can get pregnant it's like I feel like we need we as a society need to educate all these people and make them more informed so that you know we see lower rates of teen pregnancy and we see you know safer sex and it's like even like when we teach like safe sex it's like at my school I was taught use a condom I was never taught about you know they were ever taught condom and birth control we were never taught like abstinence only we were never taught like nft we were it was like they taught us in a way that they were like, okay, when you have sex next week, like that's the way they basically taught us. <laughs> I'm like, there was no like, oh yeah, and if you don't want to have sex, you can wait till marriage, like if you want to do that. Because like, I guess we're at a point in society where it's almost like expected of people to have. It's like it's kind of like another weird thing about purity culture. It's like we're almost expected to have sex at this point. Yeah, um, and I, I saw- am. Ooh, sorry, keep going. You're good. I just I saw this I saw this video it might have been on like YouTube TikTok or Facebook one of the three and it was like this guy it was this guy going around it was like would you date a girl if she was a virgin and they surprisingly were like I wouldn't because I wanted to be able to like ex- I wanted to be experienced and like I like if I can't have sex like I'm gonna be sad it's like I feel like so often we see sex as like a like a formative part of a relationship and I don't think it should be that way especially like for teenagers anyway those, those are just thoughts that I had I'm really glad that you brought that up because I live in Mississippi and we have one of the highest teen pregnancy rates in the country because the only thing that we were ever taught was wait until marriage which honestly like both sides of that I'm not going to say seems wrong but it doesn't seem beneficial because I think it needs to be acknowledged that you're going to have people on all its like sides of the spectrum and like you can't just push like in the middle ground and teaching it all. Yeah. So like teach, you know, and I I think it's really important because I never learned anything about a menstrual cycle. Like that was just to like Mm -hmm. figure it out yourself, read the directions on the back of a tampon box kind of thing. So like I, I do, like, I think it's really important to say that like, hey, abstinence is an option, but like, so is birth control, so are condoms, so is like natural family planning, so is, it just like go through all of it, you know? You know, I will say though, like, I, I definitely think that schools need to improve their sex ed because it is so general to the point where they're just like, this is a condom, this is birth control pills, you can also abstain from sex. And then, you know, they go to the mental health part and they're like, this is what depression is. This is what bipolar disorder is, whatever. And that doesn't have to do with sex ed, but it's health class. I think health class as a whole 
completely needs to be the com- curriculum needs to be changed it is 100%. too general it teaches no one anything i did not learn the steps of the menstrual menstrual cycle until i took anatomy and that was a course that students were taking if they were going into like the medical field so like i don't know i feel like any girl would benefit a lot from knowing the exact steps of the menstrual cycle and understanding that and like here's the thing like i my mom taught me she taught me like how to track my cycle she taught me all about like oh this is when you'll have like pms this is when this will happen this is what your body's doing on this day of the month and it's like i i didn't realize other people didn't know that until like just a couple years ago because I had been doing it and it like it made things easier because it's like oh my gosh I get really bad headaches on the Tuesday before I start my period like and it became one of those things where it's like I'm not worried that this is a brain tumor because it happens and it's like due to this and it's like I feel like it's like sex is both so taboo and so not but it's like it needs to be less taboo in a classroom because I feel like so many young women can be like they need to learn about this now because it'll make their lives easier and it'll make their sex lives safer like whether they choose to or not if they know hey if I don't have sex this week I won't get pregnant I think consent is also something that needs to be talked about, especially how you talk about like there is way too much of an emphasis being put on sex and like teenage relationships, not because people are like, not because you actually care or in love, you're like in love with the other person, but because like that's what you're supposed to do. You know, like we see it all the time being like, please. And this is an actual question. Like if you can think of one, please name me one TV show or one like movie that is set during a high school like time period. These kids are like high school age. The characters are. And please give me an example of a movie that does not include a sex scene. Like I can't think of any. Lemonade Mouth. But the sexual tension was still there. I agree. Yeah, yeah that's a Disney movie, Disney though. Movies, you know? Yeah. Okay, no, I, I don't have... Him. No, I, I, but I mean, it's so true. And I think... Oh, I'm so sorry. Well, I was gonna say, it's like, that's in the media. And it's like so unrealistic. Because I was looking at mm-hmm. that and I'm like, well, all these people in the media, they're like 15 years old and having sex. And I'm like 18 years old and still haven't kissed a girl. Right. And if it's something that's not being talked about, like you look at things that should not be examples, but you are making examples out of them, like those like low key trashy Netflix shows that we all watch. And so like I was talking about with the Me Too movement, like when that was coming out and like I said, putting that much of an emphasis on like sex and young relationships, like why does that not go hand in hand? Like if you're going to say that the problem lies with a woman, like why not teach her how to be able to, and this is looking at it from like a male's perspective. I definitely don't agree with like, it's a woman's fault, but like why not teach her how to be clear about giving consent so there's less confusion? That's why another not- thing though. I, I think consent is such like a murky yeah term because I feel like the the way that it's perceived right now is it's you know consented to until the woman says no but I don't understand why it's not like no until the woman says yes like why aren't men asking can I put my arm around you because I to some men that seems like extremes so just because someone gives consent once does not mean they give consent again I feel like that's another thing that needs to be emphasized because it's like it's like, oh, well, we had sex last week, so we can do it again tonight. Like, no, it doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. I talked to some people that didn't believe that rape within a marriage was a thing. And that goes back to what you just said. Like, that's a pretty widely held belief, mm-hmm. I would say, in the South. Like, 
some people that's, don't acknowledge that that is rape yeah so. that's like i i'm not trying to be like victim blaming here and saying that like the women aren't always right and they're always like doing that but i feel like it's another important thing to acknowledge is it's that like there needs to be thorough investigations like if it's like very obviously that someone was raped obviously the rapist should be prosecuted but I feel like there's so many times where it's like and you know you see this with like the Duke lacrosse scandal that happened a couple years ago I don't know if you guys know what that is but this girl basically accused the entire Duke lacrosse team of raping them and they were like it was there's an ESPN 30 for 30 if you want to go watch it it's so good but I feel like that's another thing it's like you have these people who either don't believe the don't believe the victim or they believe the victim too much to the point where it's like when they're not actually a victim they're like oh well she's the woman so she must be right and I feel like that's an important balance that we need to try to find and it's like making sure that the people the person who was faulted gets justice if they're the rapist if if they're if they're the person who got raped or the person who's being falsely accused I've seen a couple of things about this and I might sound like a feminazi. It's not the first time it's happened. It's probably not the last, but so I saw one thing that was, and I have always been of the belief that like the accuser should get as much time as like the accused if they're just making false claims up. Um, But then I saw this text post and it was like, so and it was talking about that it was like y'all think that women who lie about rape should get as much time as the rapist so what like a two three year sentence which I think speaks volumes um and then also um like I it was a post pretty much that was like I would rather believe the victim over the uh, perpetrator in any situation because one one might be a liar and one might be a rapist like those are not the same. And I, I definitely really fair. That's very fair. Yeah. But then, like you said, like throw investigation is how you clear that up and also tying it back to like learning how to express consent and handle not having consent in ways that are like healthy and like very clear. Like when it was in the seventh grade. That's insane. insane. We had a video in like fifth grade. And so first of all, I talked to the guys and girls about their changing bodies. And that was basically like, wear deodorant. Like you're gonna start growing hair places. And then they separate us and watched a video about a girl getting her period. And that was that was fifth grade. And then like, I mean, as I got older, I mean, I guess we had more thorough sex education. I say that in very heavy quotation marks because again, it wasn't nearly as good as I thought it should be. And it's like the most we ever learned about consent is they showed us a video called consent is like tea. And it was comparing giving consent to drinking a cup of tea. Like, oh, I did see that. I actually really liked that video. And it was a good video. It was funny. But like, we just watched the video. We didn't even talk about it. So it's like, yeah, yeah. It's like, okay, you tried, but let's talk about this and explain why consent is important. I'm going to say, I feel like the phrase boys will be boys is just so ingrained in us, even from a child, because it's like, oh, on at recess in like first grade the little boy was chasing me around oh it's just because he likes you oh it's okay if he chases you like no that is teaching like even okay yeah it's like innocent in the moment but it's like it's teaching the actions that oh if a girl is saying stop chasing me stop chasing me you can keep chasing her and it's okay because boys will be boys or it's like it's teaching that those unwanted advances are okay when they're not and I feel like that's just another problem with society. I've been around enough kids to know, like, and have like seen them, observed them and whatever they're doing. 
doing like boys will be boys is when they're like playing with insects or like doing little things like things that are like not there they do for their entertainment that don't like hurt anybody else boys will be boys is not like he put a drug in her drink and then took her back to his room and assaulted her no that's illegal that's a crime boys are committing crimes like it's not the same guys need to understand that no is no and they can't just come up to me and like try to have sex with me okay so this episode ran a little longer than i expected it to so i'm just going to end the uh podcast right now and then look for a podcast to be uploaded tomorrow and we will be starting like talk about dress codes but thank you all for listening so much and i really hope that you're enjoying this series right now And I will talk to you tomorrow. Bye.